ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਗੁਰੂਦੇਵ ਪਦਿਤ ਭਵਾਨ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਸ੍ਰੀ ਮਨ ਮਹਾਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਸ੍ਰੀ ਹਰੀ ਨਾਮ ਸੰਕੀਰਤਨ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਸ੍ਰੀ ਸ੍ਰੀ ਦਾਉ ਜੀ ਗੋਪਾਲ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਗ੍ਰੰਥ ਰਾਜ ਸ੍ਰੀਮਦ ਭਾਗਵਤ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਗੌਰ ਭਗਤ ਵਰਿੰਦ ਕੀ ਜਾਏ ਗੌਰ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਨ our series of lectures about this Janmashtami festival that is starting like more than a week ago with Baladev Purnim this Balaram comes and starts the whole feast if you will um, anticipating the, the appearance of of Sri Krishna so yesterday we were sharing some introductory words like setting the seen if you will of what's about to come regarding the official stories of Krishna's birth uh, and we briefly spoke about how in this ninth how how whole, the whole bhagavatam is pointing into this direction of the 10th uh, volume if you will Vrindavan section and how Sukadev Goswami very expertly also draws from Parikshit the higher level of uh, devotional anxiety by just summarizing the whole 10th canto in two verses from chapter 9 and the end of chapter 9 uh, in this way making Parikshimaras basically erupt in volcanic longing that please uh, do not do this, do not only speak Brother Lila, Krishna Lila in two verses expand, go deeper as Mahaprabhu said to Ramananda Roy that's not enough go deeper <laughs> so there we find uh, we find ourselves at the feet of this 10th canto <coughs> as Guru Maharaj also very nicely explained yesterday many things regarding Krishna's birth and the principle of avatar and the role of parampara in, in, in facilitating this idea of the dissemination of the message and avatar tattu as well and also the, the 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 analogy made there of Krishna's birth as the idea of vigyan uh, receiving diksha the divine knowledge the vigyan the three guru gives to to the student in the moment of initiation so this parallel is there also in, from many sides we will see also that when the baki becomes pregnant that would be for today but like somehow other Basudevs, Vishwanath Chakravartitaku say, like initiates her with some mantra and oh, Krishna is there. <laughs> like the idea being, no, we receive mantra from Sri Guru, no, he's throwing Krishna in our ears. <laughs> and not only our ears, hopefully it goes from here, maybe here, some stop and then here. No. Be careful it's not get stuck here. No? So this final destination. No? <laughs> that sound, that mantra. So it's very auspicious for us to to speak about Krishna, Krishna Lila, Krishna Janma Lila. Krishna himself speaks about, well, I'm sure Guru Mahesh will speak about that in these days, because he's speaking about fourth chapter, and in that fourth chapter, ninth verse, we find this famous uh, statement, Janma Karma Chamedi Bhyam. Krishna says, So, 
my janma says Krishna janma means birth janma karma Krishna also he executes karma but karma in this sense means action chame divyam so I, Krishna only performs divya karma which means divine action not karma bandana as we spoke the other day <laughs> his karma is raksha bandana he's <laughs> like connected with affection at every step he cannot move outside of the realm of his Swarup Shakti. He never touches Maya Shakti. So his karma is Dibya, his Janma is Dibya. And he says, Evam Javeti the one who really understands how how I actually I'm born, how I actually appear in this world from a particular womb, the one who really understands that is totally free from any entanglement. So it's a very interesting point. Because in one sense, being born in here, in one sense, is, is represents entanglement. <laughs> but if you understand how Krishna is born, apparently similarly, womb is there. <laughs> but if you really understand how he's doing that, you are free from your own birth, if you will. <laughs> By understanding his birth, divine birth, you are free from the entanglement of your own karmic uh, appearance from your mother's womb. With all respect to our mother and all that, of course. <laughs> but do you follow my idea? No? So Krishna makes this powerful statement. My birth is divine. So if you prop... Uh, my actions are divine, of course. My lila seems karma. He was the word karma, like also implying it seems like karma. It seems like the normal movement of someone here, but dibyam. He is this powerful word, Divyan, which again is connected to this principle of Diksha, Divyagyan. Divyagyan. We in Diksha receive from Shiguru a particular sound that represents a divine conception of reality that will help us to see everything with divine eyes. Divya Chakshu. Where is it, Divya Chakshu? Divyagyan means Divya Chakshu. Divine knowledge, divine eyes, divine vision. When Guru is giving you mantra, he's sharing your vision to you. As Guru Maharaj said nicely yesterday, no? <laughs> he said Guru Parampara means, I, can't, I, can't, I want to say it literally, but I can't remember. From the other side, you are receiving an invitation to join the party. <laughs> so if someone asks in the street, what's Guru Parampara, then you have the updated answer. No. <laughs> Some parties going on on the other side. You cannot access there. As Yamara said, you require visa from that side to your side. So, you know, these divine sounds that you are receiving from Siguru, becoming an official member of Parampara, means you have the car for entering the party. Of course, it's not so easy. Not only the car is, is enough. No? You have to really you know, deserve that car. And when you enter the party, you have to know what to do in the party. No? <laughs> you may have the car for the party, but what to do in the midst of the party? You have to understand it the dynamics of the party there. <laughs> so, gradually we are entering into this Janma, Dibya Janma, Dibya Karma of Krishna and eventually, hopefully, of us. No? Because we, in order to enter into the spiritual realm, we have to go through some Dibya Janma and in one sense, uh, Diksha means that, Dibya Janma, divine birth. Because of this Janmastam is also connected to Diksha, it's a divine birth. So when we receive Krishna's Janmastam is Krishna's birth, but also represents 
the divine birth we are receiving by the grace of Parampara, so through which we can receive a new body, hmm? Sadaka, Deha, new name, new Abhiman, new conception of ourselves, new projection of our lives, and eventually we'll be also literally be born in another womb in some Brajavasi lady and eventually join forever the party on the other side no? <laughs> so all these daily meetings we are having is <clears throat> like training our biceps internal biceps to enter there no? to developing the proper capacity and strength to be a, 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 a permanent sustainable inhabitant of, of that land no? so we are exercising our will in that in that connection by hearing about all the things now so very very auspicious occasion to hear about how Krishna is born as Guru Maharaj quoted yesterday this devotee I was there in Poland he said you were also there right? said, Guru Maharaj does Krishna die? <laughs> huh? he said yes <laughs> the question was oh, maybe particular but his answer was particular no? I mean, because you may hear, no, he never dies. He's God. You say, but you are celebrating. You are now speaking. He will be born. So uh, you have to know how to deal with that. Because of this, Krishna says, if you really know how to deal with Krishna's birth, you will solve the death problem altogether. Actually, so it's very, very important. Not, not all, and, and knowing how Krishna is born is not only just saying. Okay, as the sun is born but never dies, it's always somewhere else. Krishna is also born as the sun but is not actually being born. Yeah, that's level of answer. But that answer is, doesn't mean you have solved the whole Janmalila. No? So we are trying to to imbibe. And actually to solve the Janmalila and to understand the Janmalila is to understand what's the background to Krishna's appearance and the background to Krishna's appearance and whatever Lila he performs is his devotee's affection. I mean, he's not doing anything outside of that context. No? So eventually we have to reach that point to understand and feel, oh, Krishna's appearing as Kavi Karnapur, he had that particular insight. Oh, the whole Bhumi Lila and Janma Lila in particular is for the joy of Jasoda. No? We, so we should be able to someday reach some insights as those. No? Like, oh, this is the background of Krishna's birth. So when you really have that feeling, you are already there basically, or just entering the party. <laughs> we are already in the party, this is a big party, but there are layers and layers of celebration. So again, yesterday, Parikshit uh, asked Sukadev, please continue, uh, please uh, elaborate on, on the topic. Sukadev becomes happy to hear his student showing that level of thirst and, uh, and he reciprocates and he, he feels indebted to him grateful to Parikshit so he said thanks so much for that and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur also describes you know, the level of intensity between the exchange between teacher and student you know? the two of them were like passionately engaged in this hmm? How Krishna, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Matchita Matgata Prana Podayanta Paraspanam Katayanta Chasmata Katayanta Samam Nityam Tusyanti Chalamantija. There Krishna says, very famous verse, My devotees are always thinking about me. Matchita, their consciousness is always 
revolving around me, Madgata Prana. I am their life and soul. And Bodayan Taparashvaran. They enlighten mutually speaking about me and hearing about me. That's like the greatest charity they are sharing between themselves. I want to give you a great gift to speak about Krishna. Oh, let's hear about Krishna. Too. They preach between themselves. There's another type of preaching. <laughs> so they speak about themselves. Buddha and and They engage in this kata nityam, like eternally, perpetu- continuously, but also nityam means there's no stop to that type of conversation. And when doing that to Shantichar, they nurture themselves, they nourish. That's the general meaning of the verse. No, some other things are different. <laughs> so that's a very, very sweet and affectionate form of expressing our mutual affection no, regarding our common goal in life. No, like getting together and hearing and speaking. So Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur describes how they were exchanging in a very sweet way. And he says, Sukadev Goswami was like the moon. No? Irradiate, irradiating <laughs> radiating uh, these rays no? like give light and darkness as we say but also give taste flavor nurturing and Pariksimaras was like the Chakora bird no? like only living from the moon rays and just sustaining his life from from that type of life from that type of flavor so Vishwanath depicts the two of them in this way no? one being like the moon throwing his rays and the other one like just sustaining his life from that on that idea so after yesterday's brief let's say setting of this scene introduction we will to, today continue a little bit more with the official dynamics of the story regarding uh, Kamsa, Vasudev, Debaki and also these days tomorrow maybe I don't know let's see on the parallel situation that's going on in Vrindavan, because as we say, you know, we have the the most well-known story of Krishna's being born from Devaki, but our main celebration is Krishna's being born from Yasoda. No? <laughs> I mean, we will celebrate both, but mainly our life will be celebrating with Nanda Maharaj and the Brajabhasis there, and, and that's why, as, as Gurusundar think, he told me Guru Maharaj wants to present the dynamics of the feast in that way, no? You heard that one? He said that we ideally we won't wait till midnight, but we will end the feast like maybe eight, nine. We will go to sleep, and at the next day, day at the morning, oh, Krishna was born, <laughs> because the Brahmins were not aware that Krishna was born at midnight in Vrindavan, but at the, just at the other day of the Nandotsa was there. So, in some way, this Raghunuga means trying to follow in the footsteps of the. Ragatmikas, the feelings of the internal, eternal inhabitants of Brindal. So let's try to emulate in the most honest, sincere possible way all this by the grace of Sri Guru, of course, who is there already, not emulating at all. <laughs> but then let's start with in Matura Lila. And with your permission, I have some also notes from from Vishwanath's uh, purport that I don't want to miss. I think. I trust my memory a little bit, but I distrust it, so I will have it just in case something is, some details are missing that I wanted to share with you. No? <coughs> so, 
So you know the the main uh, the main how do you say like the different in a movie different like frame frames yeah frames can be so the first 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 frame is like Mother Earth Bumi Debbie feeling herself totally like. Help me with glossary, please. Like, how does Burdened. it feel? Sorry? Burdened. Burdened. Thanks so much. Uh, by the weight of... Well, what? which weight? That's a point, no? Because you say, well, but she's carrying mountains and oceans and so many things are on, on her shoulder, on her back, but that's not a burden for her. So to say that the main burden for her is the, the, the burden of one single... Uh, duplicit person, hypocrite person, that's really heavy to sustain. So the child has explained that because he's, she's sustaining so many things. So you may wonder why she's like complaining. Oh, so much. No, maybe some extra mountains are there, or what's going on? But no, no. <laughs> Remember, here we are at the onset of Kali Yuga. No, so this extra burden start to appear. The real burden start to manifest. <laughs> in the form of duplicit behavior, uh, well, Kamsa being one of the main ones uh, representing this heavy weight for Mother Earth. So, from the right, very first moment we see, you know, this, all this Lila has so many points, important philosophical deep points that we should know uh, where to stop and to really go deep into what's the real burden of being an hypocrite. So, the conclusion is, I don't want to be a follower of Kamsa. <laughs> I don't want to be a duplicit person. And if something of that is in my heart, no, I will pray for, so I may be free from that heavy load. That is a load for me, but not only for me. Because when we say, okay, I'm duplicit, I suffer so much for that, you are not the only one suffering from that. <laughs> Even Mother Earth is suffering from that. <laughs> so... Sisigornitai, for example, they are famous for being Patit Pavan, Param Karun. Patit Pavan means the, the deliverers of the fallen. But we never hear that Gornitai are called Kapat Pavana. Kapat means like hypocrites, the deliverers of the hypocrites. They cannot do anything if you are a hypocrite. I mean, you yourself are cheating yourself. So. They are Patit Pavan, the deliverers of the fallen. Maybe <laughs> you are hypocrite, but you recognize that I'm hypocrite. I'm fallen. I want help. Okay, you are delivered. But you are, if you are real hypocrite, you you won't recognize that. <laughs> so Gornitai, what what can they do? No, I mean, <laughs> there is some part that we have to make in that regard. No? So this is the worst type of of cases. No, Bhakti Nottakur also when he depicts in. In, in his in Bhakti Alok explanation to Padushamrita, he speaks about Asatsanga and he expands on different types of Asatsanga. Actually, the, one of, the, of those and the worst one is called Dharma Dwaji. Dharma Dwaji means, Dwaji means, comes from Dwaj, like flag. So Dwaji means someone who is waving the flag of Dharma. Dharma, religion, we have to do things like this, but behind the flag, separate agenda is there. <laughs> so, hypocrite. And he said, 
they may even present themselves in the dress of a Vaishnava. So that's, that makes the thing even much more like complex because uh, it's an anartha appearing with tilak and sika. No? <laughs> Not devotionally ornamented, but anartha actually. No? So we have to develop very fine vision to detect this starting from ourselves, of course. Not only accusing, be careful of the Dharma dwajas. Be attentive which is the flag you are waving now. <laughs> and what's behind that waving. So, Krishna and Bhagavad Gita says the same. He picks about four types of, of duskritis. He says, Maya Paharita Gyan. People who also use knowledge for misleading people, not for really. Knowledge is meant for giving light. So if you use such a powerful tool to create something that it is not, you are like a lost case. You can create many lost cases as well. It's a very delicate situation. <coughs> so, the point is that that, that Bhumi Ma, she is feeling this burden. So she first goes to Brahma to ask for some relief, no? presenting her uh, plight. Okay. <laughs> Here the assembly has to approve my different points for you, please. So, no? so she went to Brahma, but of course Brahma realized the dimension of the situation is beyond my scope. No? Internally, maybe he thought, I, even myself sometimes I'm... No? <laughs> I've, I've I become part of that burden <laughs> because of certain behavior, you know, some lilas here and there. So he realized, I'm not the one to fully solve this problem. So what he decided was, let's go with Shiva, Indra, the whole army of devas <laughs> to the shore of the male ocean. So we apply, we pray to to Vishnu, to God for relief. Him to appear and do his his task. No? So it is described in the Bhagavad no? that Brahma goes there with all the devas. It was too much for for him to be to go alone also. So he felt in a city. I need to some other people to accompany me because we are going to ask the Lord to please come. No? It's not just please give me this and this as sometimes the devas are doing. <laughs> but please. Descend to the world and relieve the earth of this burden that is very, very characteristic of Kali Yuga. So they go and they start to present the case along with Bhumi Mata, who is, who is there. And the point is that they do not see Vishnu. It is said that Brahma hears the Lord's answer in meditation, but he doesn't see him personally. So this is also Biswana Chakravarti Thakur mentions that this is very clear that it's not so easy to see God. Even Brahma, I mean, great personalities were there, big assembly, but they just hear in a subtle meditation state the answer to their plight. No? Many verses are like this. No? There's one verse in Bhagavad Gita, Jai Bharsi, Chittamayadi, Virapta Kamar, Jogeswari Rapi, Sadatmani Rasa Goshen, Krishnashatat Bhagavata Prapadara Bindam, Yastamstanisu, Vijahu Parirabhyatapam. It's a glorification of the gopis, but the point is, people like Brahma 
Indra and other yogis and sages who have controlled the senses and are self-satisfied can only think about Krishna's feet. No? They, not, they do not even have the chance of seeing those feet. What to speak of taking them, maybe massaging them like Lakshmi may do. But he said in the, in the case of the gopis they received those feet and they took to their chest and like embraced them fully. But saying some other people just only think about that. They do not see that. So this is the case. No? In trance in Samadhi, Brahma heard this voice in ether in the sky saying, okay, huh? I'll go, not the confirmation, I'll go and prepare the whole uh, stage, if you will, for my descent. You know, it's a whole Sorry, I'm practicing my English with you, no? <laughs> retinue? Retinue? Yeah. Like other people that accompany you? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I need to practice, sorry. You are the only ones. In Argentina, you don't have the chance. <laughs> so, so, Brahma receives the answer, and he shares the answer with the rest of the people there. Bhumi, Shiva, Devas. So, the Lord said this, we have to prepare. And also... Uh, in that announcement, if you will, the Brahma heard, also it is described the, the descent of Baladev, the descent of Yogamaya, along with Krishna. So the, there it is mentioned, Swarat, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur explains, basically in, in one meaning of the verse, Swarat means, of course, like independent. God, the independent one, will come by his own will. That's the idea. He's not again, coming on be, or, or being born by the force of karma taking birth. He's coming because he likes to. No? I mean, his own will is there. So, thank you. <clears throat> but also Swarat, according to this one, Chakravarti Thakur means Swarat means uh, he who exists, he who comes with his brother, he says. So Swarat implied when he was speaking about Balaram comes, he, says, he exists with his own brother. That's Swarat. So, new name for conceiving here. You know? he who In other words, he who cannot exist without his brother. <laughs> so, in this way, also the Lord said, I won't be, I won't be going alone. You know? Because, as Prabhupada said, Krishna is never alone. So, the whole paraphernalia and parikars and associates you know, will be there announcing him. And he also mentions how my, my, my Vishnu Maya on another form or, or, or saying Yoga Maya will be coming with me. We'll, like we will be born very close one to each other as you know. Balaram, Krishna, Yoga Maya. There is called Vishnu Maya or sometimes Vaishnavi Maya which means the, the, that energy by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur explains which bewilders the devotees. He said, Mahamaya bewilders the Asuras. Yoga Maya bewilders the devotees. Free will means you can only choose in which direction you will be bewildered. <laughs> but you will have to be bewildered somehow or other. <laughs> Some type of illusion will be there. Divine illusion <laughs> or the other one. So, free will means you have, you have these two options to choose. <laughs> which type of illusion, which type of bewilderment. So, of course, as we will see later, when Kamsa tries to kill Yogamaya, it is said that at that point it's not longer Yogamaya, because 
a person like Kamsa who personifies material consciousness cannot even have on his touch Jogamaya. Uh, so immediately Jogamaya presents herself in regarding to materialistic people as uh, well in his case yeah, she appeared like Kali terrible material nature to chastise uh, fool Kamsa. So according to our own uh, mood this is interesting when you go to Vrindavan for example generally first temple they recommend you to visit this Gopeshwar Mahadev Mandir so you go and ask blessings for really entering really entering the dam but also if you are going on the on the highway to Vrindavan uh, from Delhi maybe you have seen it there is a big Durga temple on the highway very big the temple is not so big detail Durga <laughs> I don't know how much like 15 meters or 20 meters it's like okay no, so the Acharyas have explained no, that she she's Durga but Durga also you know is a name for Purada can be no? so in one sense it represents Yoga Maya and Mahamaya depending on which is your approach no, why you want to go to Vrindavan so you will be receiving blessing from one side of the other, one bewilderment of the other, and that's what you will see when you will be there. No? So, this is, and of course, Durga is connected with with Shiva. No? They are together, so it's very important to properly approach all this. <coughs> so, okay, basically, this uh, announcement is made by Brahma, uh, by sorry, by Vishnu, God, uh, saying, "I will come there." Bhagavad presents like this. Vishnu says, "I will come as Krishna." <laughs> but later, but we know how how things work at least for our own particular tradition. So I will be there with my brother hmm, Swarat, and my Vishnu Maya will be there as well. So let's go into the the scene of of Dibaki's, uh marriage with Vasudev. So Bhagavatam starts with this first line, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So Vasudev means many things, as Gurmash yesterday explained. One of the meanings is like the state of pure consciousness, Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurva, the, the deity of the Chit. But also Vasudev is the name of the Bhakti's husband. And also one name for Krishna is Vasudev. Vasudev because he comes from Vasudev. So that that which comes from Vasudev is Vasudev will be the meaning. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya. So we have this uh, depiction of Devaki's marriage with uh, Vasudev. As Guru Maharaj yesterday also nicely mentioned, Devaki's father is called Devaka and Devaka means like very special play. Deva, Divya, Deva Krida, and Deva, Deva means, comes from the, I mean, Deva means God, but the verbal root for God, which is, you know, Div. So what does Div mean? Play. So it's interesting. God, Deva, but the, the Datu, the verbal root is Div, and Div means play. So, as Guru Maharaj always explains, as much as a god plays, as 
the more God he is, basically. <laughs> so when we find Krishna, he's not he's doing nothing else apart from pray, playing. So he must be God. And that's how this famous uh, Richard Nixon, who eventually became Sri Krishna Prem, famous, no. not Ronald Nixon, <laughs> Richard Nixon. <laughs> Unfortunately, the president of the state didn't become Gaudi Vaishnav yet. We're in the hope of that, but let's see. <laughs> so, this Richard Nixon, Sri Krishna Prem, for avoiding any mistakes, <laughs> before Prabhupada went to Western countries like this, you know, and this is a very nice connection. Today we are celebrating Prabhupada's going to Western country. So Sri Krishna Prem is a, a, a Western Vaishnava. I think he was English, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And he was working for the army, and he was like, a, like, plane pilot. And during one, I think it was World War uh, One, his plane was like inter- intercepted. I don't know, like shot. And the plane started like to. So, as the saying goes, at least in Spanish, everyone is atheist <laughs> until the plane is going down. <laughs> so this was also the case. So this uh, person started like to pray. Okay, if God, I'm an atheist, he say, but if God exists and He saves me. I promise in this moment, he didn't have too much time to make the whole bow. <laughs> he said much quickly that I, he just thought about it, I imagine. If, if he exists and he saves me, I promise I will spend my whole life looking for him. And after he said that, some hours later, he, or days later, I don't know, he woke up like in the hospital. He was alive, he was saved. God exists. So he maintained his bow. So he resigned from his post as a pilot. He just 100% focused on, I want to know God. Who is God? So he started to look like in this parikshit spirit, inquire, where is he, where is he, who is he, how is he? But very thirsty. So till such a point that some priests in Western countries say, you're asking too much. No? I mean, it's too intense, your level of inquiry. So we heard that in India there are some people who really know God in detail. So better you go there. <laughs> so long story, a very nice story of his life. So eventually he went to India before like 1940s, something like that. Or maybe before, yeah, 30s, who knows. And, and eventually he became initiated in the Radha Raman lineage by one lady. So he became Sri Krishna Prem. And it's very interesting, uh, also in connection to today's celebration, Prabhupada living for Western country, because it is said that when he was living his world, this world, Sri Krishna Prem, he was living on 1965. And the last thing he said when he was living, he, now my ship is leaving. And he left this world. And a few days later, Prabhupada ships was living and the one who said my ship is living was Sri Krishna Prem <laughs> no? so when Prabhupada bore, went along the Jaladuta he said he took Krishna Prem with him so <laughs> no coincidence at all <laughs> so so why I was telling this idea of Sri Krishna Prem I mean the, the connection with Prabhupada came but it was not in my agenda 
Devaki, Dev, God. Okay, ah, so, yeah. So, <laughs> this Sri Krishna Prem, when he went to India, that's my point, I forgot that part in the middle, sorry. He went to India, and he started to, of course, he thought, I go to India and I will find immediately God, they told me. But he came and he find a whole parade of deities. No? And, and then the pantheon, you say? No, like Ganesh and Durga and Saraswati and Shiva and Krishna and Vishnu say, oh, now I'm more lost than before. <laughs> Where to start? But he very interestingly approached the, the deities in this way. He started to look at them. So he realized everyone is doing something. Everyone has something to do, some task. No, Brahma was creating, Shiva was meditating in someone. So in this way he went along all the pictures, deities, till he finally get to Krishna. He realized, oh, he's doing nothing. <laughs> he's just celebrating life. He must be God. <laughs> this idea of, he's just playing, div. So he must be Deva, God. The one who much more plays, as Guru say, for playing you require power. No? So as much you play, the more powerful you are. <laughs> so there we have Krishna, Bhagavan. So, Devaki, Devaka, Deva, Div, Sri Krishna Prem, Shila Prabhupada Kija. <laughs> so, so, well, you know the, the, the story. Devaki was just uh, married with um, Basudev. So, they were celebrating this marriage. So, just the day after the marriage, it is mentioned. Kamsa, who was Devaki's uh, brother, he was like being like the charioteer. Charioteer, is he? Yes. The driver of the, the parade. Uh, he was big Asura, you know, but he, it was even in that moment, you know, oh, my sister is getting married. And, I, and everyone was like throwing pet, flower petals. Try to imagine the situation. I'm just two very pious transcendental personalities, Basudev, Devaki getting together, getting married, joy everywhere, petals there in Kamsa, like this. So, But the point is, at this point, the Devas, who, remember, the Devas were with with Brahma and the Mek Ocean, they knew the background of what was going to come like this. So the Devas thought, oh, no, Bhumi wants to get free from this burden, and Kamsa is the main burden for the earth. And we know that Bhagavan will be born from Devaki's womb, but now the main burden of the earth is so friendly with Devaki, so if he remains so friendly with her, huh, what will happen? Maybe God will not appear, and he won't... So, let's make things more dynamic. <laughs> no? So, there w- that's where this ethereal voice comes, that actually are the Devas speaking to Kamsa and say, oh... You are such a fool. You are just there driving the chariot, very happy with this flower puspanjali going on. But you don't know that the very child of your sister will actually be the cause of your demise. <laughs> so imagine, not like so the contrast between what was there and immediately, immediately, Kamsa changes his his stance. So that's also what. Asuric mentality is all about. Today I love you, immediately after that I may kill you. 
if something gets in the way of my interest. <laughs> so Kamsa had this idea of asura. No? Asura means asura. No? Asura means like just right now. And ra comes from ramante, rama, ramayati, like pleasure. So ra asura means I want to enjoy now. And if something gets in the way of that, I will kill that. <laughs> no. So he heard, oh, Devaki, well, Devaki, no, but his son, by extension, Devaki will kill you. So he said, no, I don't want to be killed. I want to live eternally. He had this materialistic mentality. So if she will kill me, oh, I will kill her, and I won't be killed. No matter if she's my sister, she just got married, <laughs> all those ideas disappear. The only idea is, I don't want to die. No, like very materialistic conception of life. No, so this asura. No, I want to enjoy this one's This this famous song. I want it all and I want it now. Very asuric conception. <laughs> In Argentina, there is even a more asuric song saying something. <laughs> but the main line says. Uh, I don't know what I want, but I want it now. <laughs> so even more bewildered. I don't have an idea what I want, but I want it now. So that's a really dangerous person. Be careful if you sound <laughs> so. So you know, he immediately took uh, his sword and took he, her, his sister, by the. Was that braid? Like just about to decapitate, mm-hmm. to cut her head in, mean, in the midst of. I mean, five seconds before was the greatest celebration for everyone, and after five seconds is like the greatest tragedy. No? So this happens when someone is really attached to this selfish sense of affection. I love you. I hate you. I want to see you anymore. Any no? We see so many times these things. No? It's very easy to say I love you, but really it's not the same to demonstrate that on a daily basis. <laughs> and as we said the other day, the ones who are really loving are not saying so much that, because they are very much engaged in expressing their affection. And the ones who say very much and very easily, I love you, once I think back to Prabhupada, I say, the one who praises you very easily, be careful, he will criticize you very easily as well. <laughs> so cheap praise implies cheap, cheap criticize, critic as well. So we should develop our adhikar in order to properly express our affection to others. That's not something bad. You can express how you love other ones, but that should be on the proper foundation. And you should also be able to criticize others on a proper foundation, loving constructive criticism but both things are not cheap <laughs> real adhikar is, is required there. so all these things are implied in in this lila you see no? because we need to stop and analyze a little bit the, between the lines it's not just counsel wanted to kill her sister what's behind that psychology no? so <clears throat> so well when that happened of course immediately the first person to react there is Basudev is next seated next in the in the chariot, about to see her own new wife <laughs> to be killed after one day of marriage. So that's real tragedy. <laughs> so he tries somehow or other to uh, 
pacify Kamsa. So he, he tries many methods. No? Vishwanath Chakrabarti <coughs> describes many in, 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 her, in his purport. No? Sama, Sama, which means like to pacify someone. No? Don't, don't become like this, please, dear. And starts to glorify Kamsa. No? You are such a great personality with such great qualities. How you are behaving like that, please. No? I mean, no? like your fame will be there will be a black spot in your <coughs> no? unalloyed fame so not like this he starts like to try to get him down and dana sam, sama this was dana means like personal gain if you do this what will happen to you in the future there will be no real benefit for you like this there after that came beda beda means like how do you say in this case in english like dissension dissension so he started to explain that direction also but Kamsa was not pacified at all. He just was about... He tried Tarka logic, so he started to speak at, as Krishna speaks in Bhagavad Gita. Well, actually, soul is eternal, body is born, body dies, so if the eighth child of the Baki will kill you, well, everyone will have to die somehow or other. So he tried all different methods here. After that didn't work. So again, no, he tried to... Viswanath uh, says... Quotes one saying that says, by praise the ferocious is tamed. <laughs> no? So again, he's trying to praise Kamsa. Nothing works. No? So, last chance, as you know, is what? <laughs> the one who really worked. Bargaining. Hmm? No, oh, this was some type of bargaining. No, last chance was, but so they say, I promise you that every time the Baki has one child, I will present it to you. And you do with him, her, whatever you like. Like, huh? So he put his word. Huh? He took an, how do say, oath? Note. And, and only then, like, Council was pacified, because he knew Vasudev has such a perfect example. He's like the personification of truthfulness. So he says to me, I'll do that. I'm, I have no doubt he will do that. And even such a demonic person in that moment of total agitation, that like pacified that he said, okay. He, he put his word again. And that speaks, of course, about the, the importance of achar, of proper behavior, proper conduct. Now, if you have a really perfect behavior, and, 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 and the people know that, and you say something, okay, I mean, I know you, you will do that. Interestingly, we have this idea of achar, because before he tried some types of prachar, if you will, to preach him. We are not this body, we are spirit souls. <laughs> Chant Hare Krishna, be happy, didn't work. <laughs> he tried to praise him, some words, preaching. But prachar was not enough, so he went to achar. I promise you I will do, I will do this. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Don't say any more, say and interestingly, the word prachar, actually, we, I think we spoke about this last time. Prachar we translate as preaching, but it includes the word achar, which, which means proper behavior. So, ampra means like very special type of. So, prachar means a very special type of behavior. And we translate that as preaching. <laughs> That's preaching, actually. A very special type of behavior. 
when you have a very special type of behavior, that conduct will be speaking for itself. You won't need to say too many things. As Guru Maharaj quotes always, Mahaprabhu's converting Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. No? Mahaprabhu sat in front of the greatest logician and pandit of all India and whole world, I think. <laughs> and he just converted him by saying nothing. <laughs> he just remained in silence for seven days. But his achar was there. No? Latent? Latent? The child was there speaking in silence, but speaking very loudly to Sarvabhoma, who after seven days was totally like, not like, what's going on here? And after that, Mahaprabhu said some words like the, how it in chess, Hakimati? Checkmate. Checkmate. Okay. Sarvabhoma joins the, the party of Mahaprabhu ecstatically. But the point is, Mahaprabhu converted him only by a char. As Urma said, to Venkatabhata, some joking was there. <laughs> Prakasananda Sarasvati, Grace and Mayabhat Sanyasi, some humility, not words, behavior, unreal behavior, not just a show, oh, I'll be humble. He was really humble. So there's one nice quote from St. Francis of Azizi. Oh, he said this, he said, you, ha- you should always preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. <laughs> Like saying, main preaching won't be through words. Sometimes I sit here and speak some words to you, but the rest of the day, what's my preaching to you? You will be looking at, oh, Padmanamara, let's see how the Swami is there. <laughs> so I have to do, to try to give a proper transparent behavior in that regard. So Vasudev was that person. To the point that he said to the greatest demon in his greatest unbalanced moment, I will give you the child, I promise. Council was totally peace, pacified immediately. I mean, just try to imagine how to pacify the greatest demon in his greatest moment of wrath and fear. He said, "I promise you that this is my the, the, the weight of my behavior." Okay. <laughs> so that's also because how that's one of the main ways we can pacify our own lack of proper behavior to get close to someone who has real good behavior. <laughs> no? That will pacify the kamsa within us. <laughs> Maybe we are not yet capable of pacifying ourselves. You follow? Sometimes the kamsa starts to, to take the sword <laughs> and to cut our own heads. <laughs> and we are not able to just... We may try to, uh, to pacify him with some arguments like Basu the So we need some very powerful, truthful personality with so powerful a char. Sri Guru, Sadhus, and we get close to them, we hear them, or we try to serve them, and immediately their powerful achar becomes imbibed in us and, and appeases, appeases or pacifies the beast, basically. <laughs> Mind, senses, whatever. <coughs> so, uh, also, also it is said, Bismarck nicely comments here. Let me see. Okay, we have some minutes. Uh, in the words of this Vanachukravati Thakur he also thinks when he says this to Kamsa I will bring you all the children the childs the children say Bismanat says at that point Basudev was thinking let me willingly willingly offer up the other children year after year and take responsibility for their death out of eagerness to see the Lord <laughs> some particular perspective regarding why Basudev said that no? 
that was his. He was disposed to that. No? So the point is that year after year, the Baki was having one a newborn baby. One year, next year. So Basudev was no? maintaining his vow. That we will interestingly we will see when Krishna was born, Basudev bre- broke his vow. <laughs> he felt inclination to not show him to Kamsa. So it's interesting because he was very truthful, but at one point he break his vow for a higher purpose. So we should always also know when to know when to break our vows for accepting a higher vow. <laughs> That's what rules and regulations are all about. I mean, you, you accept some rule till it helps you to develop your faith when that's not enough you accept the higher rule you have to break the other rule but to accept the higher principle and, and this way to, you reach love which makes its own rules basically no? so so here Basudu Krishna himself that this in Bhagavad Gita no? he said to how do you say Nami Bhakta Pranashati he said no? you, you Arjuna declare that my devotee never perishes but he says this way because he knows uh, if I say that, Krishna said, maybe not everyone will believe me. He's given this Upanishadic discourse in the role of Guru, but also he has some uh, some CB, CB you say? Like curriculum <laughs> of, of being a liar, cheater, something is there. So say, if I promise in a very like solemn, solemn way, my devotee will never very maybe no one not everyone will believe me, so please Arjuna. No? Because also in the very battlefield of Kurukshetra, you know this story, he broke his his bow. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know the story, no? With Bhishma and the, okay. So the point is this, no? But he broke the bow for his devotee. So that's the highest bow. Protect my devotee. Rakshishati Bishwa, so I will protect. I'm Bhaktavatsal. So I have to break my, break my bow. I won't participate in, 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 the, in the battlefield. That, that's secondary rule. Protecting Arjun from Bhishma. Oh. And you know, behind this is a whole exchange, loving exchange, even between Bhishma and Krishna. <laughs> because Bhishma feels, oh, Krishna wants to make me feel, make me break my bow of not being able to kill the Pandavas as I promised to do the other. He wants to be, make me break my bow, I will make him break his bow, he said. So he starts to fight in such a way that Krishna is forced to break his bow and enter into the battlefield. So some Vira Rasa was there between the, the two. So Basudev eventually will break his bow. But till now, he's very diligently presenting Kamsa. First song, second song, third song, like this. So when Kamsa sees this Basudev, this attitude from Basudev, oh, he's presenting every child, they're so nice. So Kansas starts like to melt a little bit, to change his disposition about, to forget a little bit about this thing of the age, son or whatever. Hmm? So again, the devas are looking at the situation and say, oh no, <laughs> Kansa is melting, Kansa is becoming a nice person. <laughs> but this is ruining the whole purpose of the descent, so we have to make some arrangement again. So, who appears there? Narda, <laughs> sent by the devil. And so he goes and visits Kamsa, and, and well, basically, they start to to speak. No? In the midst of that, this is also mentioned that 
Kamsa comes and speaks, uh, Narada comes and speaks to Kamsa about his previous life as Kalanemi. You know, Kalanemi was the son of Iranya Kashipu. Also, Marich is mentioned in another birth of this demon. Many births are there. But the point is that Kalanemi was, comes in his previous birth, he was the son of Iranya Kashipu and was killed by Vishnu. So Narada said, Now it seems you will be killed by Vishnu again. No? So it's creating this paranoia to appear again in Kamsa. Uh, and Kamsa says to Narada, but, but the Deva said it was the eighth child. So now it's only like five, six already. We have at least, there's time, one year at least. And Narada said, who? Who said that? Kamsa said, the Devas. And Narada said, oh, the Devas. <laughs> you don't know, it seems you don't know the Devas. No? They are so tricky, so cheating. No? They are always praying for their own to Krishna for something for themselves, but when they don't have that, how can you believe the devas? I mean, they are totally liar people, tricky. That's what comes to start to go. And Nara sits and says, please bring me some eight pieces of pera. Pera is one sweet, it's there in India. So Nara comes and brings eight pieces. So Nara takes the eight pieces and puts it in the table in like a circle. So say, you tell me which is the eighth piece? And 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 comes and says like uh, this. Well, maybe, but maybe it can be this. Maybe it can be this. No, like implying maybe the eighth child of the Baki was born already. Was from the eighth was the first and not the last. Or maybe the, you don't know. You cannot trust the devil's word. So at this point, Kamsa was like, <laughs> he really created some psychological situation in Kamsa. No, so. That's when Kamsa really changed his mind again and wakes up and goes where puts well Debaki, Basudev, even Ugrasen, who was Kamsa's father, everyone was there in prison and he takes all these child's first child and kills in front of their parents. And again, as we spoke the other day, what's of going a little bit to the analogy and the allegorical meaning these six child represented as we spoke the other day, I think, no? these first six <coughs> things that we have to transcend in order to reach Balaram, Sri Guru, and eventually Krishna, Krishna Prem. So, Kama, Krodha, Kama, Krodha, Loba, Madha, Moha, Macharya, which means lust, anger, greed, um, madness, sometimes it's said, or illusion, and, and pride, and envy. So, we have to really kill all those babies that we gave birth to in our life <laughs> uh, in order to receive new birth new birth by Sri Guru's grace as we spoke no? Krishna's and master in the, the, the seed that eventually will give rise to Krishna Prem mm-hmm. so another analogy is there with the five sense objects and the mind this is connected to Marichi that also was connected to one previous verse from Kamsa so analogy is there in that, in that regard so I think we can stop at that point when Kamsa. Sorry, I stopped in a tragic point. <laughs> but tomorrow we will continue. It's only to create some mystery, so you will be here tomorrow. <laughs> so at this point, Kamsa kills the first six sons of children of Devaki, and totally enraged by Narada's words. So, see you next chapter. But I don't know if there is any question. We may have some few minutes if you have some question, commentary, or whatever you may like to. Sure.
it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I have to write things down, otherwise mm. I forget, unfortunately. Okay. No problem. If it comes tomorrow, we can continue. Siddhaji Gopal Ji Ki Jai, Patita Bhavan Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Sri Grantara, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Sri Krishna Janmashtami Mahamohar Sakti Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind Ki Jai, Gaur Priman Ki Jai.